Hello and welcome to the Power to Thrive podcast. This is the show that helps you overcome the barriers you have to becoming the best version of yourself and thriving in all aspects of your life. I am your host, Annie Brio, and I'm here to help you uncover your ultimate truth and cheer you on on this journey with my life. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Power to Thrive podcast. I am your host, Annie Brio. And this is the show that helps you thrive in all aspects of your life. Today, I have a really exciting guest. She is my client. She's a friend. She is absolutely amazing. Her name is Shauna Trulove. She is the founder of Trulove Designs. She is an interior designer. And let me tell you, when I say she honestly creates the most beautiful spaces ever, she really, really does. Today, we're going to be diving in and talking about how you can really just elevate your space, create the most beautiful space, and truly just create the home of your dreams. So please go ahead and give her a follow. I will have all of her contact details in the show notes, but I'm so excited for you guys to listen. Welcome to the Power to Thrive podcast. I am so excited to have you here and chat all things interior design. Before we start, do you want to just introduce yourself and a little bit about what you do? Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you again for having me. Um, This is so exciting and I can't wait to, you know, get into all the details about uh, everybody's home and making it as beautiful as possible. So my name is Shauna Trulove. I'm a single mom of two, Williams nine and Madison six. Uh, Pretty much everything I do is for them and, um, you know, running this business of, um, on my own is really to kind of give them the life that, uh, they deserve. So I went to university of high point in North Carolina. It's a furniture capital of the world and, um, did my design degree there. Uh, it's definitely not an easy program. There was a lot of late nights and, um, I was also a division one runner. So early morning workouts, um, it was crazy. So fun. I knew it was exactly what I wanted to do. Um, pushed through those years, got my degree, you know, had my babies and then, um, kind of worked for, to, uh, I worked for Cocoon, um, which is a retailer here in Oakville for some high-end furniture store. Learned lots about different brands and then worked for another interior design firm until I decided to go out on my own. And honestly, I haven't looked back and it's been like a huge whirlwind, but like in the best way. Oh my God. I absolutely love that. Also, for those of you that don't know, for my business, The Social Aesthetic, Shauna is one of my social media clients. I will have everything um, linked in the show notes. Yes. But before that we begin, I want to ask you three speed fire questions. So whatever comes to your mind first. Okay. Don't get scared. It scares me. Okay, go. (laughs) Okay. So what is your drink of choice? Oh, um, gin and tonic or dirty martini. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Or dirty martini. Okay. But like side note, what is a dirty martini? It's like straight alcohol, right? Yeah. Well, you can do it vodka or gin. And then basically it's got the olives and like the olive juice and deliciousness and 
Do you like olives? I love olives, but it's like straight alcohol, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's just intense, right? <laughs> but it's so good. Okay, so where is the next dream place that you want to travel? Mm. Um, Hawaii. Okay, so what is your favorite dinner? Like, let's say it was like your last dinner. Like, what would it be? I know it's like dark, but like, what would it be? I know. <laughs> Hopefully it's not my last dinner. I love a good salmon. I'm like, I really, especially when it's done well, I'd say like salmon, some good vegetables and rice. I know that sounds kind of boring, but. And healthy, but that's fine. I know. I probably, yeah. Yeah. I, but it is, it's what makes me feel good and I love it. Okay. So let's get into interior design. It's funny Mm -hmm. because like, I feel like since working with you, I've like had like a way bigger understanding of interior design like beforehand I just like literally didn't know anything and you've been able to kind of also guide me on some things I love it though because I can tell from like from day one to you know now you like are sending me some options I'm like oh yeah I like that I like that (laughs) (laughs) send you things and you're like that is ugly we are not using that I'm like No, I like don't even know. Like I didn't even know what to say. Like I was like, ah, oh, okay. You're like, yeah, those don't match. I was like, I am going to take that off my vision board now. Okay, great. Like, oh my god, oh, awful. Anyways, okay, so let's chat about like how you would describe your style. Also, like what are other styles that you kind of like? If you can kind of chat a little bit about those. I definitely say I'm a minimalist, um, probably with like a warm Scandinavian twist. Um, Mm -hmm. I love to bring warm tones into a space, uh, play with different textures, different mediums like woods and metals. And, um, you know, I also just love playing with the lighting, like different light fixtures and so really um, keeping it nice and simple and clean, but adding the textures and the warmth to a space um, really makes it feel more inviting and cozy and just, I love it. I love it all. And so from my understanding, like transitional design, that's like a mix of everything, right? Yeah. So transitional is pretty much traditional and modern mixed together right so you kind of think of it it's transitioning from traditional to modern and so you'll you'll kind of see um some aspects of more traditional mixed with modern and really that is um i think like the best design spaces really do mm-hmm. kind of have a lot of different aspects from different time periods, right? And you don't like, you know, there's obviously everybody's got their own thing, but like super, super modern can come off cold. So if you add some yeah. of these more transitional pieces or even traditional pieces, it warms up the space and really makes it feel like well diverse and a good designed space. Okay. So let's chat a little bit about some of the more popular design trends for 2023. Things that you're loving that's trending Mm -hmm. and then things that you are absolutely not loving too. Right. So yeah, again, like the the natural elements coming inside the curves, like we're seeing those, you know, archways, um, even in the windows, you know, in your sofas, um, honestly in cabinetry. So if you've got your fireplace and doing, you know, the square built-ins on either side, um, is not as 
appealing as doing an arch, you know, built in on either side or even arching your actual fireplace. So uh, it's definitely, I, I, I freaking love it. And it's just balancing it throughout the home because if I could, I'd just like arch everything, but <laughs> you gotta, um, you gotta balance that, but it really kind of softens the space. And, you know, I always say that you want to have um, a lot of different shapes in your, in your room as well. So um, that kind of helps with that. Can I ask a question yeah. about trends? Okay. Yeah. So I am seeing, and I feel like I might get a lot of hate for saying this, but so mm. terracotta color, mm. she's coming back. Yeah, she's here, isn't she? Oh, <laughs> I'm be like fully transparent and honest. There is, yeah. quite frankly, absolutely nothing I hate more than the terracotta color. I never wanted that to come into style. <laughs> and she is like back and she is full blown. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, it just scares me. Like the 60s and the 70s styles really scare me. Like I, right. for me, there's literally nothing worse. And all of a sudden like it's coming back like what's happening what is happening Um, well I think that you can use the like each time period yeah I I know like the 60s and 70s are really scary they were also really fun um but but it's what it is is again kind of going back to what I said is like taking something from each time period really makes like a well diverse and beautiful home and so you know it doesn't have to be the terracotta like area rug or the you know the terracotta you know even um tile in the um in the whole bathroom or things like that right Mm -hmm. but using it in little accents in the pillows or um, also just playing with the terracotta color, like it, you can go more brown and honestly, greens, blues, and browns are really big right now. And, and that again is just like, it, it, we're still coming off of the COVID whole error of mm-hmm. that. We want to make our spaces as Zen and beautiful as possible. And, mm-hmm. you know, as human beings, we gravitate towards nature. That's just like our thing so that color it doesn't surprise me it's coming back because it is you know used a lot in nature as well like with clay and things like that so I can see why it's coming back but you just you don't have to you can use it to any scale you want right like it doesn't need to be the whole freaking room and Mm -hmm. it um you can also tone it down. So add a little bit more brown to that color. So it's not like a full terracotta, but it's this beautiful, still um, warm, textury color that kind of makes the space feel inviting. And so, okay, so on the topic with you bringing up COVID, do you think Mm -hmm. that COVID changed interior design in any way? Oh my gosh, yes. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so, well, one, I mean you know, how some businesses like flourished during COVID and some obviously, you know, unfortunately had to, yeah, go out of business or crashed. Um, Interior design was one that flourished a hundred percent. And really it's because you were stuck at home. You were living in this space like 10 times more than you were ever before. You're looking at that old chair that, you know, you've been wanting to get reupholstered forever or, 
um, also just making it more functional for you and your family. Like you're, you know, now that is have- a huge thing, right? Like having yeah. an actual functional space. And if I can just say that, like working with you has made me recognize like how important the functional space is. And like, mm-hmm. actually like there's so much more meaning behind a room than you would actually think. Like people just think, oh, it's just a bedroom. Oh, it's just a living room. Oh, it's just all of these things. But there's so much so more. Much. I always tell people like when I first, you know, hire my clients, I'm like, okay, so we're going to get each other, get to know each other really well. Like I'm going to ask you, you know, do you sleep hot or cold? Because when we're talking about your bedding, like I need to know, like, you know, what, um, what are your hobbies? What are your favorite things to do? Because I'm not going to just design your space to be aesthetically pleasing. It is also going to be functional for you and your family. And for the only way for me to do that is for me to know, you know, your everyday life and how you use the space. And it just, um, it really does, you know, make a world of a difference when you design a space that's functional for your clients and, um, so they can like fully enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like beforehand, I mean, especially before COVID, I guess because like you weren't in your house as much, everybody was in the office at work, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, a space that's just pretty is great. But then when you can't actually live in it, it's like, mm-hmm. what is the use? It's the worst. Yeah. And I mean, before COVID, your home was kind of like a landing space. It was like, okay, go to work for, you know, eight hours. And then, you know, maybe you go to dinner with friends and then, you know, then you come home, you wash your face, you watch a show and you go to bed. (laughs) Like it, like that was just it. And then with COVID, it really had to be so much more. It needed to be your office as well. It needed to be a place, you know, you need to have a room that, feels gym. the other ones like oh, your gym yeah yeah, yeah um everything. you know it just and then also not just for you but for all the family members um mm-hmm. because nobody's leaving the house so it yeah. really brought attention to that your space needs to be functional as well so let's just say that someone has just bought a home or you know they rented a space or you know whatever but they want to decorate where do they start I usually find that people have no idea where to start and I've seen so many information you know like literally everywhere some people are like choose your colors first you know choose your wall color or look at what you have like where do you even start with right. all of it no it's a good question so Honestly, I think like my three things are paint color, window treatments, and lighting. Those are kind of the shell of your home and they make the biggest difference and the most impact. And to be honest, like it, you don't have to break the budget to do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so really making sure that those all are very cohesive. Um, lighting is just, it's so cute. You can walk into a space and the lighting might be outdated. Um, you know, the shades might be yellow, the scale might be off or. So when you say lighting, do you mean like the actual light bulb or the light fixture? Light fixture. So I'm talking about chandeliers, pendants over an island, sconces, um, you know, they date and Mm -hmm. they really can, they really do. Um, they're like the jewelry of the home and they make the whole vibe of the home. So it, and also it just, or might be completely not your style. So you've got furniture mm-hmm. that is super 
traditional and then the light fixtures are really modern and it's just like not it's not vibing um so it's one of the easiest ways to um you know kind of update the home and really make it cohesive with everything else that you've got going on in your house um window treatments you know again like i'm just thinking of like you're just coming into a house and like what do you yeah. what do you need to do first so um you know window treatments add texture and um, softness to a room and i think a lot of people kind of forget about that like you can do so what do you mean by window treatments so your drapes your um ah, okay. yes <laughs> I was like, wait, I was like, am I supposed to be treating my window like with a solution? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. No, Sorry, like... no. <laughs> uh no, just you, you know, even if they're not functional, like I put drapes up all the time that you know you you already have blinds or something that yeah. you know are is keeping the sunlight out or giving you the privacy, but adding those beautiful panels on either side of the window bring mm. texture to the wall and carry your eye up and it really mm. does kind of help make the room feel more cozy and inviting so it's either drapes or like roman blinds um yeah. you know really give nice texture to the wall and then yeah paint color and even wallpaper is a great um way to start really thinking about um you know the whole color scheme of that you want to use into your home um mm -hmm. and you know wallpaper is a great thing because you can go a little bit more bold you can go a little bit more fun you can do the trends and you're not going to break the bank if you need to change that in in you know seven or eight years and it really obviously makes a huge impact so mm -hmm. um and then you know you've got your 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 furniture obviously and the you know, biggest thing about that is really thinking about if it's the right scale for the space and um, if it's functional for you and your family, you know, do you need more storage? You need, do, you don't want to just design the space and then it not be functional and it not work for your, you and your family. Mm -hmm. um, and the fabrics obviously all need to tie in with the color scheme that, you know, you're wanting to do overall. And then the finishing touches. So a lot of people, you know, maybe because I'm, I'm kind of talking about a bunch of different things, depending on like what step you are on. Like, I mean, you might come into a home and you already have your sofa and your two chairs and your area rug. Wow. And um, but the finishing touches, like the pillows on the th uh, sofa, the throws, the art on the wall, the, you know, tray on coffee book on the coffee table, the vases on the console all of those pieces make a home feel curated and inviting and, and honestly like unique to you and your family. And mm -hmm. it really makes a huge, huge difference. I love that. So, okay. So then let's talk like colors. Let's talk mm -hmm. paint colors, the colors of literally everything. So combinations, like, you know, I always see like create a color palette for your home, but the thing, at least for me, that stressed me out so much, which I mean, you probably remember me texting you a million times, <laughs> yeah. um, is like, what, how do you know if colors match? How, like, like, how do you create a color palette? How do you figure all of that out? Like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> well, you can always call me that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Okay, there's a couple things I want to speak to about this. You know, one um, 
is, is I think the obvious, which is like, there's no such thing as white. Uh, you, you really need to, to know your whites. You need to know what the undertone is of a white. So if you're, um, you know, thinking of, you know, what neutral you're going to do for all your walls, you want to think about what that undertone is and the color that you choose and look at your flooring. So if your flooring is a little bit already has like a, you know, yellow undertone and you're maybe not wanting to emphasize that as much, you don't want to go with something like Simply White that has um, a little yellow undertone as well. It's just going to bring out that yellow in, into the floor. You want to go something with a little bit more of a grayish undertone. Like something like classic gray. Like classic gray, yes. <laughs> um, that will kind of calm that yellow down. So uh, that's just, you know, really understanding the undertones and honestly, like Google it. Like what undertones are in Simply White? What are undertones are in classic gray? And it tells you. And so then you kind of know, like, okay, well, I don't, you know, my floors already have a lot of yellow in it. I don't want to do that. Um, so yeah know your whites um and then also just to note mm -hmm. uh shauna's favorite color is classic gray that's yes. why I said that. this is very true <laughs> it is it's such a great grayish um it's honestly you know a lot of people are like grays are come going out and beiges are coming in and um it scares them because you know beiges were so big uh, long ago and um but don't let it scare you because they're beautiful and the best they are now beforehand it was like god forbid you had i any know everybody had to take away the beige yeah but the little like differences of adding a little gray to the beige like classic gray mm -hmm. where um it is it's I, I call it a grayish it um really just kind of calms that down a little bit and it's just a nice beautiful warm warm color i love it yeah i use it all the time um classic gray collingwood revere pewter it could go on yeah <laughs> um, yeah those are those, those are my colors but um yeah and then you know i'll give this kind of rule of thumb and before I do it, you know, I do believe rules are also made to be broken. Um, so this is just a great way to kind of start and doesn't mean that, you know, you have to follow it to a T, but, you know, I'm sure you've heard of the 60-30-10 rule. So the 60-30-10 rule has actually been around for a really long time and it's a great rule of thumb. So basically it's, you think of a room and you want 60% to be one color, 30% to be another and 10% to be another. So 60 um is obviously I can see you taking notes I love it um <clears throat> is actually the backdrop of what's to come next so this is like your main color um you see this like in the wall color your walls your okay. sofa your area rug it really anchors the space this is like right. your main color so um and then 30 percent of it is your secondary color which supports the main color, but is different enough to set them apart. So they, they still are in the same family. Um, they love each other, but, and they accent each other. And this can be used in like your drapery, your accent chairs, um, your bed linens. A table? A table, yeah, yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> and then 10% is your accent color. So this is, um, you know, your throw pillows, your decorative accessories, um, you know, little pops of it in your artwork. And yeah, so that's kind of just a rule of thumb. You've got these three colors, like how you're going to incorporate them all and um, really just know that you want 60% of that main color, 30, you're using half as much as that second color. And then just like little accents of that third color. And that kind of gives a nice balance. So what about like color palettes though that have like five, six colors? So what happens yeah, to the other um, color? Again, this is like a rule um, that mm -hmm. can be broken. So uh, you can use different shades like of the 30%, right? So mm -hmm. it really is just making sure that they all have the same undertones and that they're mm -hmm. in the same family. Um, there's a lot of ways to do this. You know, you can stay monochromatic for the 60, 30, 10 and do uh -huh. a beautiful, um, you know, rage for, yeah, for, for all your walls and your sofa and everything. And then the 30% is, you know, maybe this like kind of deeper grayish, like it's like a, mm -hmm. almost like a, you know, I would say more of a like uh, I'm gonna go Collingwood like it's just got a little bit warmer undertones and mm -hmm. um but it's still in the same family right and then your accent color could even be black and if the you know they're all all marry each other go really well and then yeah so if you want to do um you know the color palettes that have like five or six you just those other two colors that you're inviting one need to be like almost like tone on tone of what the three that you've got going on and or just use very um sporadically and again it's a rule of thumb and um you know it's really just walking into a space and knowing that all the colors and the textures like they balance each other they work with each other you don't have like this like one color that's just in the pillow and it's really bold and really loud, but then you're not using it anywhere else. Like your eyes just can go to that. Like if, if you want that like touch mm -hmm. of bold and color, then put it in the pillow, but also add it into the artwork, put a vase on the console that has a little bit of that color in as well. Right. So your mm -hmm. eye jumps from different areas of the room and it tells a story. I love that. I feel like I'm learning so much right now. Okay, good, good. <laughs> um, okay, so with so many people working from home, mm -hmm. it's important, obviously, to have like a beautiful, relaxed space. I know that it's hard for people to achieve because obviously you're working from home, you're living at home, you're doing everything at home. How can you achieve like a nice, relaxed, zen, whole space? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the best thing, well, like when you think of Zen is actually going back to those um, natural organic mm -hmm. materials and colors, right? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, doing the greens and the browns and the blues and the creams, like you see those in nature and bringing that into your home really gives you that Zen, Zen relaxing feeling. Uh, offices right now are actually so fun to do. They're really one of my favorite because um, you can go super bold as well, but it still has that 
beautiful zen feeling so i don't know if you've been noticing but a lot of like cabinetry will even be like almost black or yeah i'm seeing that yeah it's it's huge right now or going you know a really really deep green is beautiful Mm -hmm. um and then adding you know the wood textures the area rug have a little texture to it make sure it's thin enough so that your office chair rolls it's a big big uh little little tip there (laughs) people then can't move (laughs) once they're sitting um but uh yeah and then you know playing with the the woods and the desk and um adding some metals and the lighting adding some organic pieces again um you know with if you've got some open shelving with you know some wicker or some um clay pots or you know the Mm -hmm. lighting itself can have um some beautiful you know, natural materials in it as well that really kind of give you that zen and relaxing feeling that we all would love to work in. Yeah, I literally love it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so let's chat some secrets of interior design. Okay. I want to know all your secrets. All my secrets. Like, essentially, it's like, what do you need to, like, know? Like, what is, like, an essential thing? you know, when, with like stylizing a space, like one thing that I never actually thought of, which I mean, you've already kind of mentioned is like mm-hmm. getting the right sized furniture for a space. Like this is mm-hmm. not ever something I ever even thought of. Like, <laughs> I and like, maybe I'm like not working, but like sometimes I'd be like, cool. Like I want to sit where people in this room, like big, massive couch, but like it eats up the whole entire space. Right. And right. like, you know, so like, what are some secrets you know, to anything when it comes to stylizing a space. Yeah. Well, yes, the scale of your furniture and your pieces are huge. So, um, you know, I do a floor plan before, you know, furnishing any room and making mm-hmm. sure that there is enough space to have like your your main path of egress needs to be at least 36 so, you know, if you did a huge sofa and then a chair and there was only 20 inches in between and you guys are, and that's like where you walk in between every day to get to the other room, like it's just always going to feel crowded and um, just not the right scale for the space. So really making sure that you've got the right size furniture and that it flows and it's functional for you and your family. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like using different sizes and heights of objects. So, um, you know, I'm kind of talking about stylizing like a bookshelf right now. You need that that um, short and fat vase and the tall and skinny vase. And um, you need the, you know, the books um, stacked horizontally and then vertically in other areas. So your eye, when you walk into a space, wants to jump from one thing to another and it wants to see different heights of things. So if I walked in the space and, you know, I just had the chair and the sofa and they were the same height and then maybe even like the console was like, everything's like kind of short and the same height and you didn't have like art on the wall or drapery or, um, you know, even vases on the console or things like that, then it would just come off super flat and it wouldn't feel like a well-designed area. So I thought that's a little trick. It's just always think about different sizes and different shapes. Also, like if you're doing a bookshelf, 
You don't want all bowls. You don't want all circle things. You need some square things. You need some rectangular things. You need some organic shapes, some swirlies. Um, so what about like hanging pictures up on the wall? Do mm-hmm. you have to put all of the pictures at the same height or should they be different heights? Um, well, like, so the rule of thumb for hanging pictures is actually when you stand, um, eye level should be the center of the art. So, um, God, if you're really tall, I'm just thinking about my boyfriend, he's like six, four, so <laughs> yeah. like, literally, you'd be like, the no, it's like average, right? You don't, you don't want to go with the tallest guy in, in the city and, and do it there. Right. So, um, you probably go more with your, um, yeah, eyesight. Yes. And then, yeah, no, like art doesn't have to be, okay. So this is kind of, cause I know where you're going. So if you had maybe a horizontal piece of art on one wall and then on the other wall, you did four, um, you know, smaller squares, mm-hmm. they're kind of, they're hung at the same height, but they're different sizes. So your eye is still jumping. Okay. So, you like, I would still hang those four pieces. So the center of it is at my eye level. And I would still hang that horizontal long piece. So the center is at my high level, but you know, the top of that fourth um, square one is higher than the top of the um, horizontal one. So your eyes still jumping and moving around. Right. Right. So So it's really about like incorporating different shapes, different sizes. Yeah. 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 Look at me. I'm an expert. I know. (laughs) Um, And then kind of like on the same tone is just using different mediums. So like, again, thinking about bookshelves, but even in your living room and family room is you want to see woods, you want to see metals, you want to see glass, you want to see wicker, you want to see texture. Um, Because that, again, just gives depth to a room. So if everything was in the room wood, it like that's not appealing to to anybody. Right. Um, you need to it wash it out actually. What? Or I guess not it doesn't like wash it out, but it just it's like there's nothing to it. It's all the it's same. Flat. Yeah, it's yeah. boring. It's not, you know, well, I mean, really, if we did all wood, it would feel like a cottage and like from the yeah, 70s or something. But um <laughs> but uh you know if you could still have like if if you love wood and, and the warmth that that brings you can totally still do that but you just make sure that you add some really great upholster pieces as well um and those upholster pieces maybe have even a little bit more texture than normal you um you know on the wood coffee table you add like a a metal coffee tray or a wicker coffee tray or something to just kind of really break up that Again, um, it's just using different sizes and shapes and different mediums really bring a space to life. So really like going away from the matchy-matchy, which is funny because like, I think like, you know, like matching bedroom sets or like matching. Oh, I can't do matching. I can't do matching bedroom sets. I know. Yeah, you. I I think I've told you that before. I'm like, oh, I can't do it. But I also just feel like it's such a like, as a designer, I'm talking about as a from a designer, it's like a a a little bit of a cop out. Like I can probably, you know, like I think it just I can find nightstands that look beautiful with the bed, but a different dresser, and then it just like makes it feel way more curated and designed than just using the same nightstands and and the dresser, right? So it's like cookie cutter. If you yeah. Yeah, which is like not what I want to be known for. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, so in terms of like where people can shop for like nice things, like obviously we know HomeSense, like HomeSense mm-hmm. is everywhere, but like even budget friendly places, luxury places, like where should people be shopping to find nice things? Okay. Yeah. So um, those are two different so I'm going to start with budget friendly because obviously okay. we're going two different places. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you know, like you said, home sense, I, I can't tell you how many amazing finds I've gotten mm-hmm. from home sense and even like ones that are, I can't tell the difference between shopping, you know, there and, um, like, L, you know, LT, like there, there might be a knockoff and I'm like, it's freaking gorgeous. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you really can find some great things at home sense. Um, urban barn is great. It's they, they really do have some good accessories when I'm kind of going a little bit more budget friendly. I'll, I'll definitely hit up there. They've got great accessories and then they always have really good sales. Um, you know, West Elm and pottery barn are awesome. They, you know, really do um you know kind of have what is trending in accessories and everything so I think those are probably my favorite for budget friendly and then then when we get a little more luxurious I would say um you know locally I always hit up cocoon and Mm -hmm. accents for living and so is it only in Oakville um, so Cocoon is only in Oakville. Um, Accents for Living has one here in Oakville and then Guelph. And then um Housewarmings, I, I know is here in Oakville, and I'm not sure if they have another location. I feel like they probably do. And then there's LT um in Toronto that is huge. They also have LT Market that is there more budget friendly which um, is a great place to go as well. They, they're, um, the styles are a little bit different as well. LT Market's a little bit more like, um, almost like apartment vibe in a way. Like um, it's really beautiful, beautiful items at both. And um, yeah, I think those, those, those are my go-to. And then, you know, all of those stores really do carry around the same brands and um, they're just, they're stunning. And yeah, you got to go. Okay. I will have to <laughs> make a list and go. Okay. So what is the one thing that you stand by when it comes to designing the perfect space? Uh, again, I think we talked a lot about this, but I just, I'm going to have to say it again um, is, yeah it being functional for you and your family. Mm -hmm. So it can be, we can design the most stunning home, you know, Mm -hmm. it's absolutely beautiful, but maybe it has no storage and you, then all your stuff when you're living in it is out and it's cluttered and you're just like not able to enjoy it. It's not, Mm -hmm. that's not a well-designed space if it's not aesthetically pleasing and functional. And there's always ways to make it both. Um, so, and then, you know, also even if, you know, you just have only formal spaces going on and there's not like a nice relaxing family area to kind of chill and be, you're just, you're never going to feel truly at home. So making Mm -hmm. sure that it is functional and it meets you and your family's needs is 
the best design space you'll ever ask for. So before designing, should you like make a list of like all of the things that you need out of the room before that you start and like kind yeah, of make those priority there first? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, something I do with my clients is, you know, we, um, well, first we kind of do a collaborative Pinterest board so I can get an idea of their style and their mm-hmm. aesthetic. And then we have, usually I'd say it's about two hours to three hour meeting where we go over these these pins and then talk about each room. Like, hey, how do you see using this room? Like, right. do you, you know, is this just for you or is this for you and the kids? Or is this just his room? Or, you know, um, are you a big reader? So if you are, then would you like, a you know, a nice chaise by the window so that you can relax? And a lot of times they'll be like, oh, yeah. I mean, that sounds lovely. Sure. Like <laughs> people don't even know, like, they don't yeah. even... well, or they just don't think it's possible or, you know, yeah. or they didn't think of the whole picture before starting so that they didn't make space for that chaise by the window. So, yeah. you know, if I know that that's something that they would absolutely love, then I will do that first design around it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then it's great because uh, it's, it, I feel like if you're a good designer, you're old, like, you're kind of, will always be in their mind forever after because I've had clients that come to me and be like, oh my God, every time I sit in this chair, I just think of you. <laughs> oh my like, God. That's awesome. You have that effect on people, Shauna. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's great because it's really fun to, um, you know, make their space beautiful and just so livable for them and something that they, you know, enjoy. So Oh my God. I love that. Okay. So is there anything else that you would like the listeners to know in terms of interior design, in terms of you, in terms of your business, anything? Okay. Well, I feel like, um, have nothing like in your home that you don't know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. I think it's a great kind of way to, to wrap this up. It really, um, kind of will help you keep that minimalist look and just love everything about your home and it be useful and functional for you and your family. Um, yeah. And don't, you know, don't be afraid to add those vintage pieces that have been in your family for years and tell the story of your heritage. Um, like, like I mentioned before, a good design really has elements from all time periods and, and they speak to the homeowner. So just have fun, like enjoy it and be true to yourself. Oh my God. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming to the Power to Thrive podcast. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. And I like also, you know, if uh, anybody needs help with their social media, like (laughs) to call Andy because I, I, I uh, wouldn't be where I am right now either without you. So I appreciate you. And there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Shauna Trulove. Again, I will be posting absolutely everything in the show notes. You can contact her with any questions that you might have. Um, or if you just want to chat interior design, she has a lot of really incredible services in the case that you know you wanted to kind of take control and do the design yourself, or if you wanted to hire her to kind of help you along. So Yeah, definitely check her out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I can't wait for the next one.